Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Hacker Hub. This is another episode. Today is Tuesday, December 6th. Hopefully you guys are all doing well and taking care of yourselves. Got a few articles here, about four articles we're going to share today. Get to know some really interesting things and honestly, just some fun stuff to uh, to really just talk about. Always thought-provoking. There's always some stuff to go over. First of which is the Darknet's largest mobile malware marketplace threat users worldwide. Telecom and BPO companies are under attack by SIM-swapping hackers. A cool SiriusXM vulnerability let hackers remotely unlock and start connected cars. That's kind of concerning. <laughs> and the KMSD bot. Botnet is down after an operator sends a typo and a command. That and more coming up on Hacker Hub. Stick around and we'll get right to it. everybody welcome back to another episode of hacker hub fun fun stuff to share today always keeping it real always got to keep it real everybody we have a cool thing talking about darknet i guess the darknet really darknet's largest mobile malware marketplace threatens users worldwide so if that's not a little bit concerning i'm not too sure what what is (laughs) um in essence basically cybersecurity researchers have shed light on a darknet marketplace called In The Box. If you're not familiar with In The Box, it is, like I just said, a darknet marketplace that's designed to specifically cater to mobile malware operators. So people that write all the bad code for the phones and they try and take all your information and they just try and steal all your stuff, you know what I mean? Um, The actor behind the criminal storefront believed to be available since at least January 2020 has been offering... Over 400 custom web injects grouped by geography that can be purchased by other adversaries looking to mount attacks of their own. So the automation allows other bad actors to create orders to receive the most up-to-date web injects for further implementation into malware, into mobile malware. So basically how we offer patches for our systems and to stay up-to-date and make sure we're all secure, this guy's job is basically, hey, here's, here's a web inject Use this, see if you can break in. Or not, not even see, but they all work, I would assume, if he's selling them grouped by geography and whatnot. But um, so in the box may be called the largest and probably the only one in its marketplace category providing high-quality web injects for popular types of mobile malware. And web injects are packages, in case you're not familiar, web injects are packages that are used in financial malware um, that leverage the adversary in the browser. So A-R-I-T-B. Um, attack vector to serve malicious HTML or JavaScript code in the form of an overlay screen when victims launch a banking, crypto, payments, e-commerce, email, or social media app. These pages typically resemble a legitimate bank login web page and prompt unwriting or unwitting users to input confidential data such as credentials, payment card data, social security numbers, card verification value, the CVV, the little number on the back of your credit card. And then that's used to compromise the bank account and conduct fraud. So, tis the season of all the holidays where everyone's getting smacked by hackers, attackers, and really, you name it. It's kind of it's it's going on right now. Truthfully, um, in the box is accessible over the Tor, a non-enemy network, a non a non. <laughs> it's such a tough word. <laughs> Anonymity network. So, like, you're anonymous. Um, and advertises a variety of web inject templates for sale. 
So with the listing available, only after a customer is vetted by the administrator, the account is activated. So you have to be approved to get onto the marketplace. Make sure that you're not a Fed or something crazy. And the web injects can either be purchased for 100 a month or as an unlimited tier that enables a buyer to generate an unlimited number of injects during the subscription period. Costs for an unlimited plan vary anywhere between $2,475 and $5,888, depending on the supported Trojans. So I'm not sitting here trying to do an advert for <laughs> for this marketplace because it kind of sounds like, hey, guys, you guys want to sign up? Come on and sign up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not actually doing that. But we are sharing some interesting inf- information about this because uh, truthfully, guys, and something that everyone needs to know that these kind of marketplaces, these kinds of things exist. They have existed for a very long time. They're always going to exist. It just the product just kind of changes from website to website. And on the deep web, it's harder to find these websites because the URLs are not like, you know, Google.com. It's typically a lot of random letters and numbers. And I mean, not not always is it like that, but a lot of times it is just to kind of hide the website a bit more so people can't just stumble upon randomly. <clears throat> but anyway, so that is it for the largest darknet mobile malware marketplace and how it's threatening users worldwide next up as far as mobile providers and mobile phones go telecom and bpo companies are under attack by sim swapping hackers wow that's a fun one you're not familiar with what sim swapping is it's i mean quite literally what it says sim swapping uh your sim card in your phone is what tethers your phone number to your device now we're kind of seeing e-sims get put into phones so um, you can't, it's, this attack becomes a little bit trickier. Um, but in essence, a persistence intrusion campaign has set its eyes on telecommunications and business process outsourcing, BPO companies, at least since January of 2022. The end objective of this campaign appears to gain, to be able to gain access to mobile carrier networks and, as evidenced in two investigations, perform SIM swapping activity, and that's coming from CrowdStrike, um, the fine, the financially motivated attacks have been attributed to the cybersecurity company to an actor tracked as scattered spider. What a name, <laughs> what a name scattered spider. Huh? And sounds, sounds not that scattered to me. Sounds pretty with it. Um, initial access to the target environment is said to be undertaken through a variety of methods ranging from social engineering, using phone calls and messages sent via telegram to impersonate it personnel. This technique is leveraged to direct victims to a credential harvesting site or trick them into installing commercial remote monitoring and management RMM tools like Zoho Assist and GetScreen.me. So basically you have this threat actor who is essentially just going behind the doors with all the telecom providers and trying to find ways so that you can throw this commercial remote monitoring and management software um, on devices and, and other things to it's essentially you achieve persistence and consistency so that they don't they don't lose the the um the target that they've that they've attacked so this does come in the form of a cve um another instance involved the exploitation of a critical remote code execution bug in forge rock open am access management solution which is going to be noted as cve 2021 35 46 Four. That's that's a long number. I'll say it one more time. CVE 2021-35-46-4. That came under active exploitation last year. So we've kind of seen some activity like this in the past. Um, I actually missed that last year. I don't remember seeing this last year, but it sounds like it happened. So it's not too much of a shocker, or at least it shouldn't be. Um, 
to many people. But anyway, so that's kind of going on with telecom and BPO companies. Now, here's the real meat of what we want to talk about. Some of the interesting stuff that's going on today is how the heck SiriusXM vulnerability, how, how, how a SiriusXM vulnerability allowed hackers to remotely unlock and start connected cars. Now, that's pretty cool. That's pretty stinking cool. <laughs> so cybersecurity researchers have discovered a security vulnerability that exposes cars from Honda, Nissan, Infinity, and Acura to remote attacks through a connected vehicle service provider by SiriusXM. Now, I'm going to be honest, I saw this breaking on Twitter whenever it kind of came around, and I saw the guy post his tweets about it, and it was pretty interesting to read. But the issue could be exploited to unlock, start, locate, and honk any car in an unauthorized manner just by knowing the vehicle's uh, the vehicle's vehicle identification number, so the VIN number. Uh, researcher Sam Curry said in a Twitter thread last week. There we go, like like we just said. So, SiriusXM's connected vehicles or CV services are said to be used by more than 10 million vehicles in North America, including Acura, BMW, Honda, Hyundai, Infiniti, Jaguar, Land Rover, Lexus, Nissan, Subaru, and Toyota. <laughs> Talk about a list right there. So the system is designed to enable a wide range of safety, security, and convenience features such as automatic crash notification, enhanced roadside assistance, remote door unlock, remote engine start, stolen vehicle recovery assistance, turn-by-turn navigation, and integration with smartphone or I guess smart home devices, among many other things. So the vulnerability itself actually relates to an authorization flaw in the telematics program that made it possible to retrieve a victim's personal details as well as execute commands to the vehicle by sending a specifically crafted HTTP request containing the VIN number to a SiriusXM endpoint, which was unprotected. Um, now, the tool they kind of have right here, which I'll, I'll link in the description of this podcast episode today, is really cool. Um, it, I mean, I, I guess it's not like anything groundbreaking, but it does look kind of cool that the guy took the time to write a tool that looks nice. Um, and in a related development, Curry also detailed a separate vulnerability affecting Hyundai and Genesis cars that could be abused to remotely control the locks, engines, headlights, and trunks of the vehicles made after 2012 using the registered email addresses. So through reverse engineering the My Hyundai and My Genesis apps and inspecting the API traffic, the researchers found a way to get around the email validation step and seize control of a target's car's functions remotely. So that's no bueno no fun, but very impressive nonetheless. Uh, I think it was a group of five people, I, I believe it was, five people or so uh, that were working on this together. And man, that's that's a that's a pretty big, pretty cool finding right there. They, they definitely just helped solve uh, a pretty bad vulnerability from getting into the wrong hands, which is no fun if that were to happen. Um, and then we would all just kind of be scrambling for what's going on. So anyway, that is the Series 6 vulnerability. And then last but not least, we have... KMSD bot. The botnet is down after the operator sends a typo in the command. Wow, that's not very often either. <laughs> so somewhere out there, a botnet operator is kicking themselves and probably hoping no one noticed the typo they transmitted in a command that crashed their entire operation. So unfortunately for the typography challenge to botnetter, it happened on the internet, so someone knows. Um, and... Uh, gosh, I can't, I, it's so hard for me to pronounce this. Akamai, A-K-A-M-A-I, in this case, had been watching for some time, which is a group. Um, even worse for the operators, their Golang-coded KMSD bot lacked persistence, 
meaning the whole botnet is toast thanks to the apparent decision to forego error handling. Yeah, that's that's a newbie mistake right there. It's not every day that you come across a botnet that has or, or that that the threat actors themselves crash their own handiwork. I mean, you would th- <laughs> you would think that if you're really going forth and you're putting the time to make a botnet, that you would actually implement some kind of persistence somewhere. That way, in case something happens, you don't just lose everything. But you know what? They were more they were more focused on getting the the bot out the, or getting the botnet out and all the viruses out than actually making things work like they should. But hey, I'm not I'm not complaining because that helps us a lot. We like that. We I mean us meaning like the defenders, the blue teamers out there, the guys that protect all the computers. That helps everybody. You know, that's one less botnet we really have to worry about right now. Um, so essentially the the research group that's been tracking them set up its own modified version of KMSD bot pointed to an internal IP address to use as a controlled test environment to monitor what commands it was receiving from its C2 server. During the testing, we noticed the botnet stopped sending attack commands after observing a single malformed command, um, which essentially was like exclamation mark big data www.bitcoin.com 443. And if you notice, there's, well, I mean, you probably can't see here. I mean, you can't see in the stream right here, but essentially bitcoin.com is the URL that it was coming from or going to. Um, and then 443 was after it. And usually whenever you put a port after a URL, you have like a colon in between it. So it's like bitcoin.com colon 443, but there was no colon there. They kind of forgot to put the colon there. So the command was likely intended to DDoS bitcoin.com by tossing junk data at it, but check out the lack of space between the URL and port number. So I guess this command, maybe you don't, you, you, I guess you don't do a colon, you just do a space, um, but it's the same kind of idea. So they failed miserably and it actually caused the crash of the botnet code that was running on infected machines and talking to the C2. So in our world of zero days and burnout, seeing a threat that can be mitigated with the coding equivalent of a typo is a really, really nice story. So we love seeing that um, and it helps us a lot here uh, on on the blue team side of things, which is always awesome to see. Um, it makes makes me happy to kind of see because I think it's just funny. Someone totally just got totally trolled and destroyed there. Um, but we love it. We're here for it. <laughs> we are totally here for it, guys. Um, so this is actually a pretty short episode today. Um, thank you for listening to Hacker Hub. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the weekend. And uh, yeah, stay safe. Uh, and I guess until next time, which should be Friday, I will talk to you guys next. Oh, 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 oh,